Hey guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com. Uh, just a quick introduction to this very special bonus episode we've got for you this week, uh, where my good friend Dr. Bones sat down with Peter from Johnny Stranger and had a really good conversation about uh, their new album and music and, and history and things like that. Um, I wasn't there because of the, uh, the time zone difference, I was tucked up in bed, fast asleep, uh, but the interview is really cool. Um, right at the beginning, it's a bit jolted, there was an audio problem we sort of cut out the, the silence um, and dove, dove back in so don't worry about that uh, you've got about 40 minutes of uh, really interesting conversation and a couple of great tracks as well uh, we'll be back soon and I hope you enjoy cheers guys to New Music Saturday. It's myself, Dr. Bones, and tonight we have a very special guest. Welcome to the show, Peter Anthony from Johnny Stranger. There we go. Now we're... Go ahead and talk, Peter. I'm here. Okay, good. So now we're on track. I just... There was something uh, with the Skype connection there, so sorry about that. So we were good to go. So, uh, yeah, so five... Uh, so you've been running for the better part of 10 years. Now, um, uh, there, there's, there's such a good mix. I mean, on your Facebook profile, uh, your guys are described as progressive rock. And, you know, it's funny that I saw that because I was talking to another buddy of mine who has been streaming the album on YouTube Music. Yeah. Because I told him about it. I said, well, it came out, man. I said, check this out. Because he listened to the show avidly, right? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, man, it's already on YouTube Music. I listened to it on the way home yesterday. And he goes, well, he goes how, they, how would they define it? So, like, progressive rock? He's like, actually, yeah, man. <laughs> That's what they're Facebook. <laughs> and, well, cool. Yeah. But I just, I just love, like, the different mixes. And uh, I just, you know... I, I've been listening to it, like I said, all the way through a bunch of times because I have 10, 15 minutes either way of going back and forth to work. But I just I just love getting into it. And each time, man, and I, I, I kid you not, I, each time I hear it, it's like, man, I effing love this album. Like, I just I can't get enough of it, right? <laughs> and uh, one, one of the best uh, uh, best songs that I like, I mean, the, 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 the skip and jump yeah, is, uh, yeah. is uh, uh, just uh, from, from Night Train to the Acrobat the Philosopher. And that, that's such a yep. good segue, such a good mix. And uh, my my buddy Chris, uh, oh, thank Mack, you. My buddy Chris yeah. Mack, who was in the show, was in the show with a few times. Uh, so far, uh, it seems like his favorite song is Cleopatra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, um, we're gonna um, get... go ahead. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, that's right. They they bring your concentration there. You all good there, Peter? Sorry, Brian. You're kind of cutting out. Am I? I know. I can hear I you keep, fine. I keep losing you. Yeah. Okay. Better now? 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, well, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I um I worked really hard on the on trying to make the record flow a certain way. I actually originally was sort of planning on releasing it as a vinyl record. Okay. And um, you know, on vinyl they give you 44 minutes of uh, of audio, but it's split into two sides. Right. Like 22 minutes here and 22 minutes there. So actually the flow of the record is sort of set up to act as like a side A and a side B where the first side of it runs through hush. And after that point, then it you know would be a side B. So it's sort of um, – that's ultimately sort of what dictated how I structured the, the record. Oh, nice. Right on. Well, that's good to know. I, I had never really thought about that. But uh, obviously vinyl's making a comeback. So – yeah. Well, when it ended up happening, I, I'm pretty sure though the record is like 45 or 46 minutes, so it's just like a couple minutes too long. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's that. <laughs> oh no problem. Like maybe maybe next time. Now next time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, uh, like we talked about, and I saw all the promotions for it. You guys had your album release last night. So, how did that go? Tell us a little bit about yeah. that. It was amazing. We um we packed the place. Um, uh, the other bands that played with us were fucking great. Um, we, uh, it was great because, um, right now the lineup of Johnny Stranger is, uh, we're, we all get along really great. Maddie, you know, my fiance and also from Polaris Rose plays bass and sings with us. Right. An amazing drummer named Brad, an old friend of mine named Adele playing keys and a great guitar player named Alan. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it felt really good and, um, we had a really fun time. Uh, actually Cleopatra was one of my favorite songs to play that night. Um, at the end of the song, there's a pretty high note, and I wasn't sure I was going to even try to go for it, but right. I did, and I'm happy I did. <laughs> nice, right on. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, there, there, there's, there's no harm in giving it a shot, right? And right. at the same time, too, is, I, I mean, I've heard, and it's time time again, that you know, no song is really ever finished, so you have to go back and rework it. It potentially might have happened, right? Mm. I've certainly done that over the years. Um there have been a couple songs uh, that I've re-recorded over the years too. Um, as a matter of fact, on Polaris Rose's um, second EP that we put out, which is this is a deep cut, but we had a song called "Ocean Ending," right. and that was a re-recording of an old Johnny Stranger song from one of the previous records. So I definitely, no years down the line, yeah, years down the line, I'll try to revisit things. That's awesome because I know we've, we we I played that song a few times so that's awesome like, yeah that's, that's great to know like now to make the connection like that's, that's awesome man like wow yeah yeah there's a handful of uh, little connections like that if anyone ever I think just my cousins listen to my stuff like that but if they, <laughs> if a person ever like listened to both projects they would end up hearing Players Rose basically do a Johnny Stranger song at various points or vice versa or uh, me using a there have been a couple times when I've written, I've had a Johnny Stranger song, then I reuse the riff for Players Rose or something, you know, stuff like that. Oh man, I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure it's Night Train. Like, as like, man, definitely hear a hint of Players Rose in there. <laughs> so yeah. you know, funny, funny enough, Night Train was when when I first met Maddie back in Boston, 2010. And this is um, like I was still doing Johnny Stranger. I wrote that song, Night Train, and. Um, Maddie and I started a a band together, uh, and we were playing that song. We called the band Skinny Dip. Oh, nice! And um, and actually, yeah, that whole idea of a record and quite a few of those songs is going to be a future Johnny Stranger record. So, it's all connected. It's all one one thing. Well, uh, the the quote unquote uh, six degrees of separation, right? Right. Yeah. Totally. 
Oh, man, that that's awesome. Wow. Uh, so, man, I'm I just I've got so many questions, and I'm just just not sure which way to go next. <laughs> Um, you know what? Why don't we, well, take... we can go all the directions at once? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Why don't we take a quick little break here, and we're gonna listen to the the, it's the title track, the name of the album, and there's a video for it as well. So you check that out. This song is called Valkyrie, off the brand new Johnny String album called Valkyries. Dig this. <laughs> if things work yeah. properly tonight, then we'd be all set to go. So, and we are Ray Rock here. So here we go.
Johnny Stranger and Valkyrie, the title track to the album Valkyrie, and man, like I'm, I'm just fan gushing here. Like I love, like I said, love this album, and that is no exception. And that it's just such a great mix because, man, you go from like it seems like rock to like early nice alternative, and then uh, uh, just like a little bit of the, like let's say progressive '70s rock in there too. It just, it just, man, like. Where where did you come up with this concept? Like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, dude. I mean, I listen to a lot of uh, I listen to a lot of stuff that kind of does similar stuff. You know, like I like I really like the Smashing Pumpkins, and I think um, Billy Corgan is so good at structuring long form songs. You know, in the Pumpkins, like throughout the years, they'll right. do six minute, seven minute epics, and I've always been really fascinated by that style of song structure. Oh, through the eyes of Ruby. Yeah, exactly. Stuff yeah. like that, like yeah. Silverfuck or like, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they're the, and like they there's he's so good at that. I also listen to a lot of like the Mars Volta. Right. Oh, who yeah. do a lot of stuff like that. And what you know, so really like just as an artist, I'm super fascinated by song structure. 
which is why you'll end up having songs like Valkyrie, which kind of do the things it does. And then that goes into the Warlock, which is really straight, basically 12 bar blues song. Right. So I, I you know, I, I don't know. I, I like diversity like that. And I, I just like, I, I, I love song structure. I think it's so interesting, which is why I probably don't listen to a lot of top 40 <laughs> stuff because Fair enough, the yeah. structure is, you know, Basic. you're not, you know, you, you play by the rules. Right. <laughs> First, the quote unquote first course first, right? Exactly. So, and, and, yeah. and maybe a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of apply the same structure to the set list, whether there's no like set rhyme or reason. It's just the way I want to flow and the way I hear it. And I'm hoping mm. that people will listen to it that way. The same way you organize your songs, though, you play it the way you want to hear it, but you think it's the same way too, as well. Uh, will people like it this way as well? And then you adjust accordingly, right? Yeah, I'm, that's that's really pretty pretty much it. So for whatever reason, when you when I'll start writing a song, I'll have a sense early on uh, what kind of song structure I want to try to go for. If it feels like oh, this should be a long epic, or maybe something more compact or like more traditional in a song structure. Now, when you start writing, just generally speaking, I mean, you, you said you already kind of have an idea in mind. But do you kind of set out for a, a certain thing, or do you kind of kind of play with a couple ideas first and then start writing stuff down? Um, it's a good question. I, I guess for the most part, it's um, let's see. I can tell you about writing the warlock. So sure. when I initially came up with that riff, um, sort of the main chunks of the song all came together. But I, for a long time, hadn't settled on how exactly I wanted the song to flow. The way it goes now is, like I was saying, it's just basically 12-bar blues. Um, there's some time signatures in there, um, but it's really just verse, pre-chorus. Well, I guess more like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, out. Right. Um, but I, for a long time, was toying around having like a bridge in there uh, with like a marching snare drum line and stuff like that. But I never – I guess that idea just never – uh, felt that great. And okay. then when I finally started playing it with other people, I very quickly like just went to the, no, the idea is just this. I kind of like that. It's short and like a, like a, just a punch real quick, you know, right. song wise. So I just, I just went with that. So yeah, it's a lot like you were saying about your set list where you just kind of, you feel a certain way about it and you just go for it. Yeah. And that's why it usually takes two or three drafts to get the, get it right. <laughs> Exactly. I, I, totally. I, I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. <laughs> but I write songs in my head all day long, or I'll be working on song structures, and I'll do it subconsciously too, so that eventually I'll I'll kind of realize I've been writing something and I hadn't really noticed for like a couple weeks at a time. That oh. happens to me a lot. Oh really? <laughs> oh man! Uh, and the, the joys of being a musician slash uh, songwriter, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, man, okay, well, just uh, with, with this album, the, the funk influence, where where did that come from? I mean, like I said, because what I take from it is it's, I mean, the, the progressive rock I, I agree with, but there's alternatives, there's a bunch of different mix in there. Where did the funk aspect of it come into play? Um, it came from when I first started doing Johnny Stranger, um, I was listening to a lot of Jamiroquai. Oh, nice, right on. Yeah, and um, particularly I got his, uh, I think it's called Synchronized or? Synchronized. Yeah, Synchronized, yeah. I got that record and um, 
it was um yeah it was just like i i guess up until that point i had been listening to darker stuff like i think perfect circles 13th step had just oh, come out oh man yeah nice. so i was listening to that but then at the same time i wanted to feel a little good right yeah, <laughs> so i would listen to the yeah i'd listen to jamiroquai and the darkness as sort of like the brighter thing in my life right and um i th those things kind of fused together in a couple of songs where it was partially heavy but also partially um uh, kind of funky and funny. It's meant to be a little humorous. Right. right on. Uh, that would be Night Train. <laughs> we have a older songs too that some folks might know called like Funk Dagger and stuff like that. You know, I, I try to have um, uh, humor and everything too. Nothing wrong with that. And man, if you want to go with the, the Six Degrees of Separation uh, from the 13th Step, James Eha was playing with Bershko uh, at the time, who was also the guitarist of the Pumpkins. So. There you yep. have it. Yeah, so there you have it. So yeah, for, for, for people who don't know, uh, yeah, he played with them for the 13th step. So, Yeah. Yeah, uh, I love that. Uh, that's a cool record. You oh, didn't man. record on it, though. That was all about Billy Howardell. Yeah. Yeah, and that, yeah. That, that, that's crazy in itself. That an old GNR uh, uh, um, guitar tech uh, wrote these awesome songs, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's great. I love Married to Gnomes, especially. That's my favorite Purpose Circle record. Man, uh, I saw Perfect Circle for that uh, for that record, and it was awesome because uh, they they covered mm. uh, they covered Diary of a Madman. Yep, I've heard it, and uh, that was great. And uh, it was it was awesome because at the end of the show, they they they, they closed up with with Judith, and mm. he Maynard had this like long blonde wig on. It was like down like past his waist, right? And then at the mm -hmm. end, the very the very kind of we'll call it the very the climax song when he's when he says did it all for you, but he's just holding the note forever, it's going on forever. Mm -hmm. And he rips his wig off, he's egg the crowd on, like almost two and a half three minutes solid. It's like, oh my god, that guy has some pipes and a half. Like Yeah. So Yeah, I've I really love that record. That record's really special, I think. Best song for me, I I, I love Sleeping Beauty. Like uh album album cover. Sleeping Beauty? Yeah. I, yeah, I love that song. Okay. I really love um Three Libras, Rose. I mean, there's so many. I mean, I love the whole record. Yeah. It's great. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's hard to pick a favorite, but that's one of my personal favorites. But yeah, I can listen to that album all the way through and through. So, But back to your album, because that was just a yeah, quick sidetrack. Totally. So yeah, let's let's get back to the album Valkyrie. <laughs> um, uh, just for arrangement-wise, now, what was the, the kind of the, the idea behind it? I mean, I know you want to make it flow the way you wanted to hear it. But did you have like a specific idea in mind, or maybe like, like, for like there was a plot to it? Yeah, actually, yes. Um, so I sort of categorized like as I'm writing songs, and these songs are just kind of like popping into my head. I'll have, um, I'll kind of like pair them up, right? Of course, it's like there was a handful of songs that had sort of a darker vibe, like a little bit more of like a Middle Easterny sort of feel to the to the arpeggios and stuff like that. And okay. so I kind of lumped them together and the songs tended to be about power or greed or really kind of just like the darkness in the human heart. Right. And so I knew that that was kind of what I was going to go for, for Valkyrie. It was going to be a record about those type of things as opposed to, you know, there's uh, earlier Johnny stranger records were about um, uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey by Homer. There was a record, um, that was sort of like a 50s sci-fi movie called Galacticus 9. Right. So every record has like a different idea. And that Valkyrie was definitely about like, you know, 
the heart is a monster kind of idea. Right on. Well, no, that being said, uh, with the older albums, are those ever going to see the light of day on online or something? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're we're still toying around with how exactly we want we want to share them again. Right. Um, there's you know they're they're older and self-produced, just like Valkyrie was. But I was you know a kid like trying his best, but I didn't you know I they could be better. <laughs> <laughs> so we're still just trying to decide how they how we want to share them because uh, I know my, me personally when I like a band, I'll go back and I'll listen to all their old early records. Uh, which might sound a little rougher on the edges, but they can turn out to be some of your favorite records. And oh, totally I would want to share it with people who are already sort of, you know, invested, but I wouldn't necessarily want to s- introduce a new person to it. Does that make sense? No, absolutely not. I, I totally understand. Yeah. Because, no, I, I agree. We're, but... we... Go ahead. No, we're, we're talking about it. We're trying to figure out how we want to put them out. But, yes, we will. I think the next, the sixth album is going to come out first. Though. Okay. Before uh, before we start doing anything like that, right on. Well, I'm just curious because you know, I was reading the bio, it's like, it's like, oh man, it's like, like, are are they ever gonna see the light of day again? Because like, I love Salmonix, so I, I want to see what's previous to it. And I, I agree with you that most uh, new bands, if they have previous albums I've heard, then I will go back and listen to them as well, just to check them out and mm-hmm. see the difference in change and progression of the band. And exactly nine times out of ten, it's very interesting of how, of how they they progressing. I got for the long. Still kind of get the same sound, but just made like little subtle changes, you know. And some bands yep. have made bigger changes, bigger changes than others, but mm-hmm. it still came out the way they wanted. So we're gonna take another quick little break here, and we're gonna to listen to uh, probably one of my all-time favorite songs on the album, and you can tell because I played the song quite a bit. So this is a song called "Follow in My Footsteps" by Johnny Tra- Stranger off the new album Valkyrie. Dig this. Papa kissed her salty lips, said a prayer, and stepped out to die. Papa was a man of few words, all the meaning was held inside his eyes. Remember this, remember me, son, know that I gave myself for the life. Following my footsteps, I never will be ever cease to fight. You must try.
step down to die Papa, I will follow in your footsteps I will raise your banner across the In my footsteps, Johnny Stranger. Now, like I said before, I put this one on. This is one of my personal favorites. And the more I listen to it, the more the last, let's say, minute, or just under a minute or so, really reminds me of like early Alice in Chains. And uh, yeah, it, it just cool. really kind of stuck out. I was like, you know what? It just did the kind of the same kind of riffs and there. Uh, and I just really enjoyed it. And uh, now I. I Really, I kind of like to know what uh, what the inspiration or the idea was behind this one in particular. Well, um, you know, funny enough, I have the original demo from when I first came up with the general song, and it was in 2007. Oh wow! So it was right after Johnny Stranger put out their uh, our second record. So I've had this song sitting around for a long time. Uh, the idea was about, you know, well, actually, I should say it was so it was 2007, the war in Afghanistan and Iraq was, right. you know, still going. And I was opposed to war from the beginning. Um, but watching it, you know, continue, I just thought about like um, a child or I guess in the story, it's a young boy watching their father go off to die and uh, it being a righteous cause. 
And the boy's feeling is, I will follow in your footsteps, obviously. And that was meant to show how war is perpetuated through the generations, which gets back to the whole concept of the record, which is the darkness and like the human heart. Right. That a person can commit horrific atrocities, but believe that they are, you know, the good guy. You know, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, I think culturally it can apply to anybody. So it wasn't, it wasn't intending to um, pinpoint a particular culture and say that that was uh, happening prevalently in their society. It's just in general, it's war, you know, it could have been a child in ancient Rome, you know, right. getting the same story. You know, uh, just uh, a, a few more questions here. Um, we're going to jump back just a little bit here, but the Christmas album you put out, that was awesome. Like, why Why did you decide to oh, do thanks. that? <laughs> well, and uh, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I just, it's very good. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, I was, uh, when I was 14, I started to teach myself how to record using my dad's little home studio. Okay. Which was, like, you know, like, this is like the age of um, ADAT tapes and stuff like that. There were no home studios before, track before that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I started, my dad didn't really know how to use the equipment, but it was there. So I started to fiddle around with it and I came up with an idea to do a couple of those, um, basically the, the version of sugar plum fairies that I did is similar to how I did it when I was like 14, but flash forward to, you know, I guess last year sometime, uh, I was hanging out with Maddie and she overheard me mentioned that I had done it or something like that. And she was like, Oh my God, you should, you should do that again. Uh, and so I did, and I, I got the score, you know, and I, and I really buckled down and I thought it would be a really fun sort of project to put out for Christmas. I chose sort of six of my favorites because I didn't feel like I could, um, do much more than that in the time I had. And it was, it was awesome. It was really fun. Tchaikovsky is a genius. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it because uh, Maddie sent it to me uh, via Shark Attack. Uh, that was awesome. I could really enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. And then Kim and I listened to it a bunch of times during the holidays doing stuff, you know, and uh, just kind of to touch on uh, an interview Mike and I a few weeks ago that uh, apparently washing dishes can cause inspiration. And, you know, while we are in the kitchen and both of <laughs> us cooking, washing dishes and listening to that, it was pretty cool and badass at the same time too, right? So. Oh, thanks for listening, man. That's great. So what, uh, I mean, I know you just did the album release. So do you, uh, what's next for Johnny Stranger? Do you have like a string of gigs lined up or what's going to be happening? Well, you know, local bands always sort of have to decide what route they want to take with this. But we're sort of taking the play less often and make every show count kind of route. So we probably won't play again until May or so. And we're working on that already. And we're trying to get a... um, a really great night happening. Uh, I actually start next week working on album six. Nice. So that's so that's starting soon. I already it's already demoed and I got a lot of it already tracked. But um, yeah, next week is when it starts. Very cool. Now, do you guys potentially have a merch coming out? <laughs> <laughs> we actually. So Maddie had this idea. She bought some. We went we went hunting all over town at Goodwills and found some jean jackets. And then we got these huge patches with the album cover on it. We put it on the back of the uh, jackets. Maddie hand sewed on patches and all that kind of stuff. And we had them at the show last night. We didn't expect anybody to pick them up, but apparently 
people bought them, so they're gone. We need to get some T-shirts here pretty soon, I think. Go see. <laughs> I know what Matt would say. I, I would definitely would have bought that for sure. <laughs> yeah, so. I still uh, I still like to do a vinyl cut yeah. of the record, which we might still do. I guess it kind of just depends. Right on. Well, you know what? Uh, either way, uh, like you know, keep us in touch and let us know because I definitely will. Uh, yeah, we'll pur- do absolutely. Pur- purchase the merch. I still, I still, I, I, well, I still have my new uh, Music Saturday shirt that I wear all That's the time. That's awesome, and yeah, just a big thank you, you guys. Anyway, I know I, I did thank you in the show when you guys bought them, but thank you so much. We do really appreciate the support, and having that picture of the both of you wearing the shirts is amazing to us. So we really appreciate that as well. So guys, you've been great to us as well. So thank you so much. Well, for they're that. comfy shirts. Yeah, you know, well, sure. You, you can thank uh, uh, Kim and and, and uh, uh, someone she used to work with who still does uh, the screen printing on the side. So, oh, rad! Yeah, awesome. rad. Uh, if you guys want to make some new Music Saturday pants, then it would complete my wardrobe. Yeah, because at this point, I'm walking around without pants on, and it's just awkward, and <laughs> scaring the dogs. But potentially, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, either way, uh, Peter, thank you so, so much, man. This has been so much fun, and I really enjoyed talking about the new album because, like I said, I'm a big fan, and I can't wait to hear more. But we'll definitely stay in touch and keep things going here, and let's hope about Polaris Road as well. But, uh, yeah, a big thank you, and thank you so much. It's been a great time, man. It's been awesome. Uh, yeah, dude, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, I'm looking forward to just keep listening to the show. Right on. Well, uh, that's going to do it for tonight. It's been Dr. Bones and our, our special guest, Peter Anthony from Johnny Stranger. Until next time, we'll talk to you for Friday Night Rocks tomorrow night at 5 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. GMT. Until then, Bones out. Let's get this right, sir. You didn't see three men dressed as clowns take off in a van with a Renaissance painting because you were distracted by, and I quote... A sporty red compact SUV with a bold mesh grille, a sculpted bonnet with sweeping roofline on diamond cut alloys. And beautiful rear haunches. So, you saw a Jaguar E-Pace. But what about the clowns? Uh, what clowns? Jaguar E-Pace. Designed to steal attention. Search Jaguar E-Pace. I am a force for good. I am a force for courage. And for calm. I am a force for safety. For fairness. For leadership. I am a force for the future. For compassion. For my community. I am a police officer. And I am a force for all. Be one of the 20,000 new police officers and be a force for all that you believe in. Search Join the Police.